listening to Dating Out Loud, where we discuss polyamorous relationships and queer sexuality with your hosts, Rose and Rowan. Hello and welcome to Dating Out Loud. I'm Rose, a cisgender, pansexual, polyamorous, married, Hufflepuff goddess and queen. And I am Rowan, a uh, transgender woman, polyamorous, um, sapphic, lesbian, uh, pansexual, demisexual. I am a Ravenclaw. Um, and yeah, this is your podcast for queer dating, polyamory, and other topics like that. Yay! So, I mean, when people ask like what they should call me, I'm like, goddess or queen, what do you say? Me? Yeah. Um, I usually just say my name. I don't know. Um, but I'm, I mean, like, I, I am goddess. I'm not, I'm not as, uh, I'm not as dom forward as you are. Oh, shocked. I'm shocked by this. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about the subby stuff, so I'm, I'm more interested in what I should call them. Oh, boy. We we start me. So we Yeah, we do. It's fine. <laughs> so what are we talking about today though? Yeah, today we talk about dating and I feel like you can't really talk about dating without talking about breakups. Because it's part of dating. Yay, breakups. Yay, breakups? Do you really know? <laughs> no, of course not. I was like, this is the first time I've ever heard that one. Yay. Everyone breakup. loves a breakup. Right. But I am I am learning that they don't have to be horrible. No. Absolutely not. I feel like there's um, a lot of room in there for them to be amicable. Yeah, I think um, so. But just like all of Paul polyamory and the stuff we talk about dating, I feel like even a breakup requires some negotiation. It absolutely does. I mean, like, if it goes real bad, then obviously there's no negotiation because y'all just burnt that bridge down and it happens and we all do it. Right. Um, but if if you want an amicable breakup, then, then absolutely uh, negotiate, yeah. negotiate, negotiate. I mean, like, how you're going to deal with mutual friends or partners or seeing each other or, I don't know, just, like, you stuff you might have, just any of that, you know? So, my favorite kind of breakups don't require very much of that sort of stuff. It's, um, my, my favorite kind of breakup is just a transition to friends. Um, right. I feel like that's always the hope, but I don't think I have ever successfully navigated that one yet. You and I did it. Yeah, but did we have, like, a real breakup? What do you mean? Like, I mean, I, I'm i not really sure what your definition of breakup is. Give me some definition. <laughs> do we need to define breakup? Let's define these terms. I guess when you... Stop dating? Uh-huh. Or, like, stop having... I don't know. It depends on the terms of your relationship. Either sexual or romantic involvement. Yeah. 
And we did that. We stopped dating. And we transitioned to friends. Yeah, but... We never stopped flirting, granted, but, I I mean... Yeah. Okay, well, how did that go? Give the listener... The listener (laughs) this. Um, let's see here. So, uh, we were talking, and you let me know that you weren't in a place, um, uh, to have a relationship. And I said, all right, that's, I'm really glad that you're taking care of yourself, and I can respect that. Um, and I would very much like to continue to be a very close friend of yours, and I would love to continue to cuddle and, um, and flirt and maybe even kiss and you're like all right cool um and i think that's how it went (laughs) maybe you're just so wonderful and understanding like it didn't feel like a breakup so we were both just like great cool okay understood um i i don't know that i'm wonderful uh i don't know it felt like a breakup to me but yeah But, like, not a whole lot changed. And I think that that's the point that I want to bring forward is that um, breakups in polyamory, and I mean, like, really in life, but mostly in polyamory, um, don't always have to be these major changes. Um, And I think that at least... And I, part of part of what I was doing when you and I were talking about this is I was trying something new. This is something that I'd never done before, um, and that is to say, okay, we're not dating anymore. Let's redefine what the relationship is going to look at look like moving forward, because we weren't ending a relationship. Right. Yeah. Some breakups end relationships. That's not what we were doing, and that's not what you always have to do. Right. Um, and that's so refreshing, though, that it's like you can really genuinely care about someone. You can really genuinely love someone and not want them out of your life at all. You know, like the exact opposite. You want them in your life. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of really maybe shaping the way that yeah. you've been. Exactly. I, um, I, I think that's so beautiful. I think that's like real love. That's like real respect in yes. order to say this might not be everything that I wanted or hoped for. Um, and yet I can still accept it because I accept you. Yeah. So I guess in some way you're right. That isn't necessarily the, necessarily the same as a breakup. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just redefining a, a relationship. But I don't understand the whole like blow up the whole thing. I it's I've never I've never done that. Um, but I could kind of imagine like it's just so emotional. You don't know how to be around that person without having all those emotions there and like not being able yeah. necessarily to maybe deal with them. I've um, had I've had some really big breakups like that before. Um and most of the time it has a lot more to do with because in some situations both parties really care about each other and um and want to maintain a close relationship where they 
remain in each other's lives um, in, a, in a very intimate way. Um, and I think that's what we just described as far as our breakup went. Um, but sometimes um, the relationship or ends in a place where one person doesn't want to continue the relationship at all. Yeah. Um, oh, and the other person is... Exactly. The other person ends up being very hurt. Yeah, because it, I mean, if you're still like, oh my gosh, you're still crazy about this person, you still want to be with them, then suddenly they just want nothing or it can seem sudden. Maybe it's not. Um, yeah. yeah. I've heard of people staying in relationships too long. I've never really had that. Um, but yeah, it can be devastating where you're just like, I don't even understand why you would just not want me in your life. And they're just like, boom, cut out. Yeah. And that happens sometimes. It does. I feel like I'm just now, about a year later, finally healed from my last breakup. Okay. Like, it took me time to sort through all my feelings. Yeah. I say healed because I feel like I could run into this person, I could see this person, and not, like, freak out and regress and have, like, an anxiety attack or something. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, I... it's yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear that. Um, I'm. I'm probably two years out. No, is it two? Maybe about two years out from my last major breakup. Um, and I'm still really hurt over it. Um, yeah. The way that it happened, or just the whole thing? Oh yeah, the way that it happened. Um, so. Um. <laughs> It happens. Um, how do we take care of ourselves, though, through that sort of thing? Oh, my gosh. I feel like it really takes a lot of just awareness. Uh-huh. Um, because to me, it's like when so many emotions are going on, I have to kind of shift into that mindfulness practice of, like, just being aware of my emotions and maybe not, like, letting them dictate everything like I think it's good to acknowledge them it's good to process them it's good to feel them to an extent but Uh some things like that you know I just want to feel angry I just want to feel sorry for myself I just want to feel depressed you know and that can just drag on and on and on yeah if you don't kind of like watch it and like be like hey like I have a life here that's worth living Uh (laughs) without this person and Uh I need to go about my business of living that life even if they've chosen to live it without me, you know? Yeah. It's just like, you just kind of have to like make that decision and like pick yourself up and just be like, like, I'm going to get through this, you know, I'm going to love myself through it. Um, I'm still worthy of love, even if I'm not, you know, sometimes it can feel like, I think issues of worthiness come up because you feel like I'm not worthy enough for them. I'm not good enough for them. Yeah. You know, all of that. Yeah. No, Exactly. And I think I can understand really that. having that, like, self-love of, like, hey, I don't have to, like, be a terrible person um, because somebody, like, doesn't want me. Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I really like that idea of of trying to find ways to, um, to own your life. Um, I also think that it's important to remember that this is a mourning process. Um, yeah. too though and each time it's going to be different yeah so I think you have to grieve it exactly like 
think there has to be some sort of it is a it is just kind of like a process and some days you'll just be like oh what was I so upset about and then like the next day you hear a song come on the radio you know what's happened to everyone <laughs> a point in breakup you're driving along the song comes on whatever and you're just like heart sick just devastated <laughs> Yeah. So it's like all okay. of a sudden you're crying in the car. Yep. It's like cry it out, feel the feels, and I think eventually, like for me, I wanted to get to the point where I didn't feel like bitter and jaded, like it kind of clouded the relationship because I kind of go through that like it never was real or it wasn't really meaningful or it wasn't true love if it like ends badly or if they ended or something like that. Uh huh. Like. And I go through that, like, jilted kind of perspective, and it takes me some time to be like, hey, like, everything we shared was genuine, and it's what we shared. And whether it continued on or not, like, I can let that experience still be something that I grew from, something yes. that changed me, because I think love changes you. Uh-huh. At least, oh, absolutely. It changes me. Yeah, um, every t- every time <laughs> I felt it, yeah, it's like I can be some kind of like different person through that experience, and um, you know, I know it's cheesy, but like better to love and loss than never loved at all, and you kind of get that like, okay, I went through that, it's over, but like it, it doesn't, they don't have to be a terrible person, I don't have to be a terrible person, no one even actually has to be wrong, exactly. Um, because my emotional body, like, wants to make someone wrong, like, make make them the villain, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You were uh, hurt, so you want to pinpoint. It's it's natural. Right. And then to really, like, do the self-discovery of just learning from it and being like, wow, like, what is, where was my contribution? What was this? What was that? Um, and sometimes it's just as simple as certain things are just not a match, and it's not really all that, like, deeply personal. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I said the wrong thing, I did the wrong thing, like, this happened, that happened. It doesn't, it's not always circumstance, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, it's yeah. a particular circumstance. Sometimes it's really just, like, a person's needs may have changed or they just might be different than yeah. what yours are. And so that relationship just doesn't seem uh, salvageable. Absolutely. As, you know... That's my that's my take. No, I like it. And and one of the things that you said really really struck me and and that like each relationship changes you and I think that one of the things that I really like to do, um and this obviously takes time, it's not something that I'm gonna do immediately afterwards. But um even to this day I try to not necessarily celebrate the relationships that have gone past, but at least recognize when something that I'm doing right now was affected by that relationship. So, like, I am engaging in some sort of process. Maybe I'm, like, doing some art or um, listening to some music and really appreciating a certain type of genre and just noticing that, oh, I learned to appreciate this with this person. And it has become a part of my life and it has become a part of my life that I really enjoy. And I really appreciate that I gained that from this relationship. Um, Absolutely. 
And then I think you're right. You start seeing it as gains instead of just all of the loss you might feel. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a very beautiful thing about breakups. Yeah. And then there's the weird poly thing where it's like you just never break up. That's almost weirder. Okay. Explain that to me. I've never experienced this in monogamy because it's always like you're together, you're not together. And there's like the uh-huh. point where you have that conversation or you don't or like, you know, it's more clear. Uh-huh. But in poly, it's just kind of like you're dating and then you're not. And maybe you never talk about how you're not dating anymore. Or maybe I don't you know. will. <laughs> maybe you will again. You don't know. It could happen. So you both never talk about it. Maybe you're open for it or maybe you're not. But you're kind of just in this open space. Quasi relationship? I don't know. I've definitely never experienced that, Caitlin. Really? I I like defining terms. So if we're not dating, we're not dating. We're doing something else. Um huh. And then and then maybe we'll start dating again. And then we're dating again. But I need to know where we're at. Yeah, but it can kind of just for me like transition a little bit more I guess opaquely or just kind of naturally is like you're dating your friend you really care about each other you're seeing your life but maybe you're fuck buddies but maybe you're going on dates now and again or maybe you know I don't know uh, this is all very alien to me I know that people experience it I've heard of it um, what you're talking about isn't something that I've, I've not heard of I, there are people and I suppose you're one of them um, that that do like you don't ever talk about it. You don't talk about whether or not you're dating right now. You just sort of, oh, I'm seeing this person, and then after a few, you know, weeks or months or even years, all of a sudden you're not seeing them as often, and you're like, yeah. okay, I'm not seeing this person as often, and it just sort of happens naturally. Um, and then you're like, oh, I really missed that person. Maybe I'll message them, and then you start seeing them again. Maybe you go on a couple of dates. Maybe you fuck. Maybe you don't. And who knows? And then you stop seeing each other again. And it's just sort of this on on again, off again thing that is never, never negative. Mm-hmm. It just sort of mutates as, as needed. Yeah. And I think that that's and, a very beautiful thing. And I have several of those. But what I can tell you is that I have so much more like just kind of unconditional love for those people that I just, uh-huh. it's all good, whatever they want or I want, if it feels good and it's great, we love each other, it's all there. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but I have had to have a few of those like, oh, we used to talk all the time and we used to see each other and now we don't and now I don't really hear from you and kind of had to be like the brave one and be like, hey, have things changed? I'm sensing this just kind of checking in and then them being like, oh, yeah, it's just this or that or, you know, I don't know. And we can kind of redefine the relationship if need be or just kind of, like we talked about, just like define the things you're still open for and maybe be open for them in the future. But it doesn't have to be always like such a, a big deal, which is just like totally shocking revelation in in the world of polyamory for me. Yeah. Oh, I always want to have talks. You know me. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so when you have the talk, let's say we're assuming that there is, like, a talk that needs to be had. Um, 
the thing that, and this is one of the relationship negotiations that I've found I need to talk about, like, at the beginning of the relationship. Uh-huh. And, of course, you can't guarantee what anyone's going to do, but I like to make requests for, like, what my needs are. And something that I have learned I need to ask for is um, to have that conversation if we do start dating that, um, you know, if if you feel like things change or you don't want to continue a relationship or in this way, um, I'd like to talk about it. And I would really like to talk about that in person because I've been broken up with over the phone. Um, And just this week via text, which was a new, I was so livid. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, that just yeah. is mind blowing to me. Like, like, and I get it. It must be some sort of like couching. If people don't want to have that uncomfortable space, they don't want to have someone react badly. They don't want to see maybe the pain because it's hard for them too. I would imagine. Uh huh. Um, in some kind of way. Uh. But I just, for me, I feel like there's a level of like human respect. I'm just being like, let's talk about this face-to-face, like, in person, like. Yes. Um, I, I certainly agree with you on, under most conditions. Yeah. Um, the one caveat I want to make is if you're not living in the same city. As of course. Person, long, yeah. di- long distance. I mean, come on. Well, I'm yeah, exactly. Just, you know, drive or fly over here just to be like, we're done. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, you're in the same city. You're five minutes away. You can yeah. be like, come over. Like, I like I really, we need to talk. And you know when you hear that we need to talk, it's not going to be good. Oh. Right? But at the very least, like, to me, that's just like, I kind of want some of my pain to be witnessed a little bit. <laughs> okay. I just, I just be like, be like, this is hard. And I'm sad. And like. Yeah. I'm accepting it, but, like, I have sadness because I love you. And this is what I would hope for, like, going forward. You know what I mean? I think that that's definitely a fair ask. Absolutely. Um, And, at the end, like, for sure, I think there comes a point in dating etiquette where, like, you can't just ghost someone. Like, I mean, you can, but, like... Dude, harsh, harsh, harsh. That's just, and that's going to reverberate around these circles, and they're small-ish circles. You know what I mean? And when people, when people hear stuff like that, it's like I can kind of put a taint on your reputation because that's just a dick move. It's like, yeah. At least, I mean, I guess I'd rather have a text than nothing at all. Just like not answer me, disappear. Yeah. But do you think there's, like, a point in, like, how long do you have to be dating for that to be, like, necessary? Um, for me? Yeah. If you're dating, then you're, it's, it's unacceptable to yeah. just go someone. But even, like, like no, but. What if you just went out on, like, a couple dates? So that's not dating. Right. Like, you just went right. on a couple of dates. Yeah. So I still, if, think it's, I still think it's rude, but I'm not going to, like. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I've been on a date or two and and I just stop hearing from someone, okay, like, I'll probably be hurt about it, but right. it's not, I'm I'm not going to be super duper hurt over it. But if, if we've had that expectation stuck mm-hmm. and we've agreed that we are dating, mm-hmm. um, then 
I need you to say something if if it's going to be over. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, so whenever that is, it can be, I guess, at any point that that happens for you. But I, I totally agree. Date number three. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone on more than three dates. Then you have to civilly break up with me, please, in person, yep. hopefully. Yep. It's true. Um, but I'm I'm in Aries, and I'm stubborn, and I have a temper, so I'm probably not the easiest person to break up with. But um, I do get that reflexive, like, oh, I'm going to be able to, like, fight for this or, like, change their mind. Do you? Okay. I do. And I've kind of realized that so that's not a good trait in me. Like, I, I need to, like, ugh, let that one go, you know? Yeah. Because when someone's done, if they're to the point where they're telling you that that they're done, it's just kind of like, I don't really have much else to say other than like, okay. Yeah. You know, or before yeah. I'd be like, I need to know all the reasons why, and I need to know blah, and now I'm just kind of like, let it go. I've certainly done that myself, um, and I think we all have. It's uh, it, it's an age thing, I I would imagine. Yeah. Um, but but yes, you are right. Um, the, the I would think that the best way to go about it is to say, I hear what you're saying. I understand, and then leave it at that. Yeah. Um. So, one thing that I want to know about breakups, Caitlin, um, mm-hmm. that that we haven't covered yet is what if your partner is going through a make a breakup or, or you're the one going through the breakup and and you have your partner there. Um, like how do you deal with that? How, how are we working through that sort of thing? It's a real thing because in the poly situation, you can be madly in love uh huh, and still be heartbroken. Like yes. those two states can coexist. Absolutely. Um, I actually wrote a um a, a short um poem or something. I don't know what you would consider um about that, explaining that very very strange feeling of of being both heartbroken and desperately in love um, with two different people at the same mm-hmm. time. Yep. Um, so I think it's just like I think well, I've been the one that uh you know, has been broken up with and my partner expressed like um a kind of unease or like I feel like I did something wrong because you're sad and like <laughs> and I know it's not me, but like they 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 feel for you and with you and and they kind of, in a sense, kind of go through it with you, maybe. So, yeah. Um, I think just like any kind of way, partner can just be there and be supporting and kind of remind you of those things that, like, you're loved and you're going to be okay and you'll get through it. And, yeah. Um, maybe listen if they're capable of doing that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, just being sweet and, like, kind of just understanding that. You're going through something and that one. Um, yeah. yeah. I haven't been 
Um, I haven't seen my partner go through a breakup, but I feel like it will be very difficult for me if and when this ever happens to not be like super angry at the person for causing my partner like harm. Yeah, you're going to shout the bitch. I know, but I'm so, like, I want to like protect him and I want I want to be like, how could you ever do this to the one I love? You know, like, I want to oh my God. throw myself in the way and like, you know, like, oh, just... I'm going to have to watch myself, probably. Yeah, probably. Because I, I hold, like, I don't hold grudges if you do something to me. Like, I'm all about forgiveness. But, like, if you fuck with my loved ones, like, I don't let that go easily. I do yeah. not let that go easily. I hear that. I mean, like, so, I'm, I'm not much different. I'm not going to stab a bitch, but I, I feel you. Like, like, I would have a hard time not being, like, shady and, like, cold to one of my partner's uh-huh. exes if I read him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, goodness. So, I'm going to work on that, and hopefully, by the time, if it ever happens, <laughs> that's fair. be able to handle it. But I tell you, I have gone through a breakup with my partner, which is awesome. Like, we're dating oh, the same person oh, together, and that's oh, very that awful. It is also because you're both sad, but it's also kind of relieving because you're both going through it. And so you can kind of be there for each other. Well, that's nice. How does really that work? In a nice way. Um, I feel like we had, like, different speeds about it a little bit um, and different kind of, like, ebbs and flows of it and different ways of handling it. Um, but we got to process a lot of the things because it was, like, a totally like, cut-off relationship. Like, they didn't want anything to do with us. It was over, over. Uh-huh. Um, and we couldn't like salvage it amicably so it was really just like sudden and shocking like it felt very like just it took a long time to kind of get to the acceptance phase yeah um, so I'm so glad we had each other in that because I think it would have been a lot harder on my yeah. own and I think that that's something to 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 keep in mind even if you're not in that sort of situation where both of you broke up with the same person at the same time. Um, like, if you're going through a breakup and you have a long-term partner still um, that you're seeing, maybe they're a nesting partner, maybe they're just really close and intimate, like, it's just really, really nice to have someone there. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just know that they're there for you. Yeah. Um, and that can help help the breakup process a lot. Absolutely. I do feel like there's this little bit of like from people outside of the poly world, like there's a little bit of this kind of treatment like, oh, you lost a partner, but you have another partner. You'll be fine. Yeah. 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 You Um, still have one person. I don't know why you're all hurt over this. Right. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And so it kind of like minimizes the loss or the feelings around it when it's just like I mean I'm not gonna like I have multiple siblings I'm not gonna be less sad if I lose one of you know what I mean like yeah, yeah anytime <laughs> yeah no exactly anytime I hear um, of, of a monogamist um, making that sort of conclusion um, or, or really having a hard time understanding anything to do with having multiple partners um, I try to relate it to to friendships. Because exactly. Most everyone has multiple friends. Exactly. And you have multiple friends and one of them moves away, you're going to be sad. Like, exactly. you're not going to say, oh, well, I still have other friends. I'm, I'll be okay. 
totally. Like you're you're going to be sad, and so totally. and so let us be sad. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And I think it's totally like a remnant of like that kind of belief that um, people use other people or relationships like things. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, you 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 know, it's like they're just interchangeable or just replaceable or you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like when you really care about a person, like you're you're grieving the loss of that person and everything they meant to you, not just like oh some shiny thing that is not about you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, what's your favorite way when you're when you are like in it and you're sad? Like, what's your favorite? What's your? Do you have like a go to breakup? Like, some people are like, they like the cliche of like ice cream or like. Do you have like a? Do you have like a process? You like roll out. Um, I get real sad. <laughs> um, I tend to watch. Um, there's this musical called The Last Five Years. Hmm. Um, it is a... It's, it's not available on Netflix anymore. It used to be. Um, but it's a musical about um, a couple. They meet. They get married. They get divorced. And it's told in opposite directions. So um, you start the musical with, with the woman. Um, it's a heteronormative um, relationship. Um, the woman at the end of the relationship and, and the man at the beginning of the relationship. Um, and then they tell their stories in, like, counter-tuned to each other. Um, and it makes me cry every time. Um, yeah. And I always watch that when I'm in a breakup. I just do. Huh. Um, Interesting. Okay. That's about it. I don't have any other rituals. I just get sad. Yeah. I just let myself mourn and grieve. That's, that's good. I, I have yeah. a couple witchy rituals, actually. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, of course, there's, like, the non-witchy things. I listen to, like, probably the same song a million times. Oh, yeah. Um, and usually that's, like, my, like, just let myself be sad thing. Like, I'll drive around and just, like, listen to music and just kind of, like, be sad um, for however long that takes. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and then there's also the uh, hyper-analytical review in my head every single moment of the relationship from start to finish. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, so that can involve various levels of self-examination uh, in the good way, self-torture uh, in the bad way. Okay. Depending, depending on the mood of the day and how long that whole thing takes. Um, and then when I'm ready to, like, actually really, like, let go. So I'm just, like, done my process and kind of just, like, this person isn't going to change their mind. It's not coming back. Like, I need to just let this go. Um, I do uh, my version of, like, an unbinding spell. Okay. Depending on how serious the relationship was. But, like, if my feelings are intertwined and, like, parts of my life are intertwined with them, like, I do a total, like, separation, what's yours is yours, what's mine is mine, like, you know, go through it, um, maybe even, like, write certain things on paper and, like, put them in fire, depends, various levels of the, you know, ritual could involve, um, 
And then uh, I think that there's there's this thing in Tantra, tell me if you're familiar with this, where like when you have combined sexual energy, particularly when you are in conscious uh-huh. uh, relation of that sexual energy, yeah. kind of you can create an enguar. Yeah, I'm not familiar with, familiar with the term, but I'm familiar with the process, yes. So, yeah, it's like creating another energy through your sexual energies. Yeah. And if you do that, it kind of happens no matter what, I think. But, like, you can do that kind of more unconsciously or you can do it very consciously. Yeah. And create it together and, like, shape it and things like that. Um, but whatever the case, I feel like that kind of needs to be dissolved. Interesting. And so I go through my process of that as well, because once I, like, let my sexual energies be combined with someone, like, that's a very intimate thing. Like, I really need to gather all of that back up to myself. I like that. And, like, dissipate the whole process. Yeah. I like that a lot. Because I feel like it kind of, it kind of like, can linger and just, like, kind of haunt and, like, keep the whole, keep you unnecessarily entangled for longer than you need to be. Energetically yeah. speaking, yeah, I've I've done I've done an unbinding spell with one person. Um, it just, it was just right for that relationship. Um, but for the most part, I want that stuff. Like I want that person to still be a part of of me. Oh, um, like I I I never want to let that stuff go. And so I go through I go through the morning process, but I like. Everyone that I've ever said that I love you to, with one exception, um, I I still have love for them, um, and I still feel connected to them to some degree. Um, and and I I like that. I like having a history with people. I like having like I like knowing that 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 will always be a part of me and a part of my life. Wow. But I, I fully understand why um, you would go through that and why, why people would go through that and, and want to do a cleansing. It makes perfect yeah. sense. You're such a special person. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I am kind of going through the, like, breakup makeup phase, which I've never really done that before. It was kind of, like, so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the makeup sex is fire. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of see why people get addicted <laughs> to that whole cycle. Because um, it's very dramatic. But, yeah. yeah. I'm not into that. Um, <laughs> but, hey, who might have not take the silver lining from bad situation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I think there's just, it needed more conversation and more negotiations and there were assumptions being made and things that could be clarified and things that could be worked on and who knows if it'll stick, but, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, if both parties are interested in continuing to communicate, um, then communicating and, and, and trying to, um, bring things back together is perfectly reasonable. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it kind of takes like a lot of forgiveness to like truly move on from that. Yeah. I mean, it honestly, it depends on how things 
broke the first time. Yeah. Um, it, it can be treated just like any fight within a relationship, though. I mean, right. sometimes people say really hurtful things um, no, when they're I... married. Um, and they don't break up. They they work through it. Um, so it's just I a think... way to have a relationship. It is, and I think a lot of people freak out and can't handle fighting or disagreements, and so they just, like, break things off. Yeah. Um, so we should have a whole episode on on how to disagree, how to get through it, how to fight fair, because I think, oh, it's, I like like, I think it's a really important skill for long-term relationships. Absolutely. Because we are humans. Nobody's going to be perfect. People will mess up. People will get disappointed sometimes people will have hard feelings sometimes and it's like that doesn't have to be the end of everything like you can you can deal with it yeah let's do that let's absolutely do that okay well hey i think that's about all i wanted to say everything else i can't think of anything i think that we covered everything that i wanted to yeah if you're going through it be so good to yourself yeah take care of yourself like you're allowed to have feelings so feel them. Absolutely. And if your partner is going through it, be sweet to them. And know that they're mourning and and yeah. know that that's hard. And know that, you know, like we talked about, you can really just transition your relationship that can still be a wonderfully loving, fulfilling relationship in so okay. many ways. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, This has been Dating Out Loud. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed that and that you share this with your friends. You like us on Facebook and follow us on Spotify and Apple and any other streaming service that you use. Um, Give us five or 20 or a million stars on Apple because that's awesome and it gets us more listens. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, and hey, if you have a topic you would like us to discuss, uh, go ahead and send us a message. We would love to hear it. Yeah, Hit us up on, um, we've got our email at uh, datingoutloud um, at gmail.com. And uh, hit us up on Facebook. You can message me. Just please no dick pics. Uh. That hasn't happened, has it? It has not. No, absolutely not. I think that our, our listeners are, are better than that. At least I would hope they so. Are. I um, just hear so. such wonderful, amazing feedback from our listeners. So we love your feedback. We love your comments. It, I mean, it just means the world to me when you, like, message me and say that you related to something from the podcast. Yay. We love our listeners. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks, my friend. Bye. Bye.